January 10th, 2013. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Watford Pedro Show. How are you, brother Matt? Life is pretty good. Everything the town's kind of windy, right? It's blowing, man. Today has been cold and howling. The ocean's churned we're, up. We're saying cold for SoCal because <laughs> yeah. rest country. Yeah, January. weather, weather pussies. <laughs> <laughs> but man, the sea is chopped up yeah. big time. White caps. Yeah, it's all really churning. green looking, but lots of white caps in. Uh, possible if you're in the yak. Yeah, yeah, don't want to be out there. Small craft warning for sure. Yeah, red flag rock. <laughs> hey, see that little little mouse pad there? Yeah. That's my nephew out kicking ass in some small craft warnings off of Ventura in that little opti boat. It's like That's about the size boat. of this table. Yeah, it's yeah. like five foot. He won that number first place that race, two-day race. Now, what's behind him? Channel Islands? Yeah. Yeah. How old? Ten. Ten. <laughs> Respect. He was out in that churner. Whoa. Tiny little boat. He's only like twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only like twice the size of him. Yeah, it's bitching. <laughs> Pirate. Pirate, yeah. Hey, we got some special status for this show here. We got some shipments. We got some shipments, but one of the men ain't... Oh, that came to us? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we got the, the first shipment all the way from from uh, the UK, Cornwalls. I guess you say... Cornwall. Yeah. Joe. Joe Cole sent us... You know us where Joe... Uh, Cornwall, who was from there, was uh, Robert Newton. Oh. Robert Newton, the actor. Uh, oh, is, the, the pirate. That's yeah. right. Right. I, uh, <laughs> it was him using his native accent that... In time, became pirate speak uh, before he did Treasure Island and Blackbeard uh, and that stuff. Uh, they didn't know how pirates talked, so he he's he the one who channeled it. the spirit. So that's why Joe, especially like the uh, the pirate edition, she said. So really, so that's a big reason why. So she mm-hmm. made some kick-ass brownies. And speaking of pirate stuff, this one here is rum, rum brownies with. Rum brownies. Raisin. No, rum and chocolate chip. chip. Damn. So they're killer. And I gotta say, the other ones were killer too because I already ate them. Uh, <laughs> You've already delved into the booty. <laughs> but we saved the rum. Okay. So Whoa. Yo ho ho. Yeah. So thank you, Joe. Yeah, Joe, respect. That was very awesome, very tasty. Oh, yeah. Rum ones right now. She said first, first try bacon, but she's got it mastered mm. and natural. Yeah, very good. And then you gotta dunk your brownies, right? Yeah. Be proper if you dunk them. Right. If you if you're not dunking them, and Eric Rasmussen. Right. He sent another box here. Detroit. So, yeah. So uh, I think he's been local too, cause he posted up some stuff from some of your local shows. Recently. No, he came to the Punk Rock Barbecue in November. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he was in the zone. I yeah. Saw, I saw something posted up on that. So. So. So there's a fresh. Box of popcorn. Got the blue popcorn. It's kind of like Heisenberg's blue blue chunks. Whoa! It's a bottle of bourbon. A killer bottle of bourbon. (laughs) Where you go, brother? Yeah, so we got got some glasses ready to bust. Some Jim Beam. For that sample. So we got something to jump dunk uh, Joe's brownies in in bourbon. (laughs) Rum and bourbon. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, here's a little Jim Beam. Yeah. Devil's Cut for you. And it's, this is for, thank you much. 
This is for uh, New Year's. I guess kicking out the New Year. Eric, wow. Eric looking out for you. Yeah, ER man. Yeah. Respect. He's yeah. in a lot of time, I know. He's got the Heisenberg blue. The Heisenberg blue. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you so much, Joe, for your... Yeah, thank you. Good, he's getting set to us from, I guess... That was UPS. This was in the, the mail? Um, no, yeah, yeah, because Joe sent these before Christmas, and I've been looking suspiciously at the mail ladies. She'd been looking extra chubby, um, <laughs> so I thought she nabbed them. But they ended up coming through. It took like three or four weeks before right. they finally arrived. Brownie's got good staying power. Yeah, they're killing So look, uh, I think that... Joe's chat checking in. I think it's Danny Don Dalton. Don Dalton. Let's see. I can't see see upside down so well. Answer. Yeah. Maybe brighten up the screen. Move the mouse thing. Yeah, there you go. Oh, wow. That might be him on the leash. Why? It says user not found. He's touching on the screen. That ain't going to work, brother. No, it's not. <laughs> it ain't your... Uh, it ain't that kind of screen. Yeah, that kind of leash. It's upside it's down this year. It's upside down. He, he's trying to... Okay. Call. You're going to call him? He's coming through right now. Because he don't have the sound on. That's the other thing. We didn't hear the ringing because you didn't have the sound on. More, brother Matt, because we're going to have to hear, hear the man speak. Okay, try calling again, Don. Well, Don didn't make it in person. There it is. Got some sounds. Answer that sucker. Yeah, but you can't click on the screen. Yeah, there you go. Here we go. Hey, Don. You there, Don? Yeah, there we go. Wow, here you are. And then somebody's at the hatch. We're being inundated with uh, busyness here. Here, let's play some music and we'll get right back. Fill not my ashes in the Ganges, babe. Scatter them to the stinging wind on rain-dark streets of your own choosing. But reserve a tablespoon or two for the groove of your filthy fat butt. Rub some of me there with your little fingers deep and dirty. Would you do that, darling? Lou, I have 
just three verses And I need the chorus To make it all sound complete And he said you Well what's this song called anyway And I said fear My song's called fear if you please huh. He walked right by me Looked in my eyes, he said, What you need, it's a one, four, five. Fear is the thing that makes you so insecure. Then you become controlling motherfucker, yeah. Now I don't know a lot about most things. Oh, but I Know it works when it comes my way So when I Woke up the next morning I wrote down the words That I heard him say Fear is the thing that makes you so insecure Then you become controlling motherfucker Fear is the thing that makes you so insecure Then you become controlling motherfucker, yeah Oh, now I think what we need here is a solo just for Lou Can you make that thing get that sound, man? So shy, so shy and reserved But now I'm a man With a chorus and a verse Fear is the thing that makes you so insecure Then you become Controlling motherfucker I dreamed I met Louie Oh I Dreamed I met Louie He wasn't mean to me Wasn't even a creep Just like Joe Meek Yeah I Dreamed I met Louie Oh I Long over what's on the tree Shivers Sky hides behind, white-faced, giving flesh to branch, a red leaf. Or yellow far enough away, what Broch called the style of old age, simplified of images, lean in the perfection of the bow, naked and half undone. Clouds break, rain against a hidden sun, the form plain. Chorchny Kajun, Dwistle Spaped O Troblin, Fnapli A Cool A Wisty Bishrait, Of La Pana Groblum, Chified Ma Shustim, Kibli Ibli Droof, Klebi Pie O Dustern Vry, Ap Chach Anin Taduth. O Ma Volley Tuppy Ma Fuppy Trime, Chach Neo Tug, Rabber Gib Mahamadi Haim, 
Est Takali Galoob. Chundra Fast Bolds and Tostra. Bigabaki Bigmas 2. Poquestrum Un Dundrali. Matempo T Atama 2. Ka Lepidi Dofte Rancho Blopes. Chala la 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 li. Ma Skepno Dof Un Rancho Quokes. Chali la li la la. Why er quali bos am dundlefroats? Cha la 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 li. Ma cha chu li oppen clothes. Cha li la li la la. Fala skependul horchen dath. Plast unchakin. Chabble toop a horna clopped. Mesta shun i chunk. Makini tol ab son and rop. Affin affin aklim. Chi de tube mekhefna lad, resp um kresh ra shakna. Rahi jaffa kolpendinto respinum indli dinta po. Tradendal mu papendo karindo pi dapkado. Rafi jeho neplak op il poendinta pu. Da trendek pintu despidundo di pop, di pop mako. Lu remolef. Oi, kenst defeat, watchurdly jujet plankin, kendo flockin, resvip shig, ungefej abu rednam, v nepin tup me shranky dolb, aloo a tabadoo, chepni corsum fanked lewd, cheba taba kanabin, trondle cat me kendawak, jeffum ka pet pludnum, ma planum ho de oli flapum, Chink ma troda de ool. Cablaboo kep kali dooge. Havery kakalidum. Marengi hup em toby crup. Afri jock mustak lool. Hive roas tedho jerkaz tixu. Awful mimey tigeyser. Soapy fo in homes I say chesco. Chesco high. Tebnifo correct em booza direct. Affin ool by zerb. Kaladni hoon ma chefni gloon. Jepa kuskri. Ha kalizer.
I, I got all tied up with the presence that came to Brother Matt here at the Love Grotto. <laughs> I didn't say what we started the show off. We started, of course, with John Coltrane. He was doing Afro Blues, something live from 1963, November 4. And then after that, we had Purple Sky Coming by Sawako. And now, uh, after our gifting old. celebration and eating these brownies here, <laughs> um, then we uh, got Don Dalton via Salt Lake City. Well, from Salt Lake City via Skype. I'm Brother Matt's uh, Mac Purse there. Yeah, welcome, Don. And as we were getting hey, back together, we played some music. Here. And uh, what we heard was uh, Spielgusher doing Home at Last. It's Richard Meltzer, Spielgusher. Shimmy, as you call myself. Then we heard something from Greg Turner's new album, I Dreamed I Met Lou Reed. Greg Turner and Richard Meltzer used to be in a band called Vom. Once Upon a Time in the 70s. Then we heard uh, Robert Kelly, the poet, doing To Her Body Against Time. Then Chris Groger, another poet, Ode to Possibility. And then we heard Alone from Saido Koji. Then The Healing Power of Nothing from Black Moss Super Rainbow and Finally Moving by Frisha. Uh, yes, our guest today is uh, Don Dalton there, uh, long-time Pedro guy. Well, no, originally from T- Pedro, now long-time Salt Lake City. You've been there longer than your time in Pedro, right? Yeah, 28 years. Wow. 28 years, and how long were you in Pedro? 18? Oh, God, I, I can't do the math. 19 or 20? You yeah. left right after college, right? Yeah, early 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Right after high school, actually. Right after high school, okay. Came back uh, for law school for three yeah. years, and then uh, back to Utah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it didn't seem right with uh, Christmas time coming and going and not seeing you around here, so good to yeah, have you Yeah, we had the, the Santa on the table for you. Yeah, here. I always think of you when that Santa's up and your, your daughter's there getting a front row seat <laughs> yeah, on I that re- thing. Hey, I miss it, man. I mean, well, I'll be there this weekend, right? So. Right. Don's coming to Pedro to record with... Uh, my second man, Pete Mazich, Jerry Trevitich, and Casa Hanzo. Escape the cold. Uh, yeah, that, that's definitely and, Well, how many tunes you got for us? One, two? Just one this time. Just one. Uh, you know, uh, I got, well, maybe maybe two if we got time for it. Well, what's this one? Is it the Joe Hill one? Yeah, yeah, the one. Not blind Joe Hill. No, Joe no, Hill no. was a man. The real uh, one. He, he actually spent some time... I don't think his real name, he was from, he was a Swedish or Scandinavian, right? He, he was Swedish. His name. Yeah, he changed his name to Joe Hill. He actually spent some time here in San Pedro. Yeah, it was Joe Hegland was his Swedish name, and he he's, he bounced back and forth up and down the coast. And, uh, well, he, in fact, I uh, was telling him he executed in uh, Pedro for Utah, he, where he got executed yeah, in 1915. Right. Right, he was part of a group called the IWW, or known as Wobblies. And, uh, yeah, interesting, good. We're going to do that song Sunday. That's right. And it's it's kind of a history rock. song. Historical rock. Some historical rock, right? <laughs> Speaking of history, you got some uh, book ideas, right? I've been, as, as you know, because I gave you a, an early draft of it, um, been pounding hard on a book about history, it's not a history book in the sense of writing about some particular historical event. I'm, I'm more interested in how history gets written and what its limits are and, and really kind of what's wrong with it. 
um, which is plenty. <laughs> so, like the process? Yeah, yeah. They they call it, you know, a fancy word would be historiography, theory of history. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I'm not I'm not trying to you know go for such elevated kind of status. I, I love history and have it, reading it all my life. I've seen certain themes come out of the books that I've read, and historians they they know damn well that you know they're not capturing the essence of what happened in the past. And the problem is I think people think that they do. And um, there's a disconnect here, which is quite dangerous, I think. Is there some Oliver Stone special on right now on uh, Showtime or something like that, kind of similar? And that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what did the last poet say? The last poet said history was his story, not my story. It can be, what we've seen the past few years, I think, in this country, particularly with the Tea Party, is, is a real dangerous interpretation of it. That uh, you know, there's only one way to look at it, and uh, and we're not honoring the tradition of the founders if we question our origins and things like that. That I think get to be very, very dangerous. And not the least, you probably heard about this. The uh, it was last year the Texas School Board um, completely revised their historical curriculum to take out stuff they didn't like, like Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> They didn't like him. Yeah, I made they a joke like uh, a couple of years ago when, when LAUSD came out with a whole new history course for U.S. history. And yeah. before U.S. history started, like, Vikings coming, and the, the history one ended about the Civil War, and then uh, history two went from Civil War to present. Then they revised it so that history basically had one chapter before the Civil War, and then it, so that's basically where it started. And I said in this big meeting, do you think they eliminated the revolution because they don't want people to know that's an option? <laughs> some people thought that was funny, and some people gave me some dirty looks. Well, well getting aside, Matt, I think you're right, man. I, I, I think that people get real wigged out when you start questioning their historical assumptions. And this is why I say in the, in the book that I'm writing, I, in one chapter is titled History is Dangerous, and I think it is. Well, it seems, this is just an opinion, but it seems it's not about history at all. It's about justifying what they're doing in the moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's boy. nothing made they're just using this as rationalization, as what well, they're you, doing you, in you, the you, moment. And uh, I guess you would call that revisionism. Mm-hmm. Here, well, we'll, we'll you, talk about some more of this. Let, let's play some music. Okay.
consolidate revolutionary gains, five steps are necessary. for Pedro show real quick because we're at the end of the first hour uh, we heard something new from uh, Thurston his band Chelsea Light Moving doing Empires of Time then Prelude Variations from Zalp it's the hardest working boy out of Russia there and then the Go Team with Heartache in My Heart and finally Deep in the Woods 66 with Born Out of Science Natan we're at the end of the first hour of January 10, 2013 edition of Waffle Pedro Show. Uh, special guest Don Dalton via 
all the way from Salt Lake City. Uh, hold tight for hey two. January 10th, 2013, it's the second hour of the Walk from Pedro show.
listening to Heavy International.
sunshine While the birds sing and the day is new Summertime too Now it's a dream, baby, to walk with you in beauty Past the brass band while I sing of a perfect moment In the rose garden at Exposition Park Across the street from the school on Exposition Boulevard, yeah you say you don't want to live in this kind of world But there's not much else that we can do We sleep in the sunshine While the birds sing and the day is new Summertime too Now it's a trick to bask in peace and nothing else And that's not the same thing as giving up on yourself, no We sleep in the sunshine, birds sing and the day is new Summertime too Say you don't want to live in this kind of world But there's not much else we can do We sleep in the sunshine Birds singing and the day is new Summertime too We sleep in the sunshine. We sleep in the sunshine. We sleep in the sunshine. We sleep in the
to pay bills. Skies always blue, sun shining brightly. Lovely gentle breeze blowing very lightly. Front of his house is an ancient pine. Sitting on a branch is a friend of mine. He's a little devil, old, dark, and wise. He's gonna tell you where my strength lies. Start off the second hour with uh, 
Iko Ishibashi doing long scan of the test tube C. Mr. Jim O'Rourke's part of that. Then the Eternals with the mix is so bizarre. And then Alex Lambert and Travis Dickerson doing what the fuck. After that was the Capricorn Kid with Sleep in the Sunshine. <laughs> then we had Manic Bag Boy by Dave Preshen. And finally, Koya with his dis- Discipline of Kichwa. Oh, cool. One of the many versions doing Behind Nine Hills. Didn't Rome have nine hills? Seven. Seven. Oh, that's right. Because that was Caesar's. He said the big families were running the show and democracy was over. They needed needed a strong man. So he came across, is the river called the Rubicon? Yeah, the Rubicon. So we use it now as a metaphor for can't go back, right? Well, it's, it, it, some wag said that's what history means. You know, there were probably thousands of people that crossed the Rubicon through history, but there's only one we care about, and that was Caesar. That makes history. And he's killed by his buddies on the steps yep. of the Senate. God, I, that spot I think, uh, I think uh, the Julius Caesar, the play from Mr. Shakespeare, is what Mr. Booth said after he shot Mr. Lincoln. Uh, Six Semper Tyrannus. See, so, so history, in a way... Mr. Joyce said it was a nightmare he's trying to wake up from. But other people, it, yeah, it's a thing. It's a justifier. It's rational. As I, uh, rational. Well, I guess the, the version of the story being told. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think we're, we're talking about false histories. What about the, the, the protocols of the elders of Zion? <laughs> well, that's just, that's just a fraud. You know, it was just a, an out-and-out lie. But... You know, people, it goes to show you again. They ate it up, how, right? They ate it up. You well, know, they ate it up because they, they stuff that they already believed, and all you had to do was feed. Oh, you their mean they were already seat. they were already ready for it? Yeah, exactly right. All primed. Well, you, you think there's an environment like that now? Here, I think there's there's always an environment like that. I, I think that you know that we we are not really rational beings, not really rational creatures. We. We really respond more uh, uh, strongly to emotion uh, than we ever do to reason, and and that's really the danger of it. I mean, I, I try to explain to people that that you know the, the way you pitch something can, can it could be the exact same concept, but but stated two different ways, and you'll create two completely different reactions to it. And they they've already proved this with the last election; they ran past. Uh, folks who claimed that they were Democrats and they ran a bunch of stuff that Obama was really for, but they pitched it in such a way they said, "Oh no, no, I'm against that." <laughs> so you that, know, that was two months. That was two months ago, and in ten days is going to be the inauguration. That's right. And uh, did you see it coming? This outcome? Yes, I, I, I can. I can honestly say that I thought what you're seeing now. I think you, you and I have talked about it, uh, Mike. Is that this has got a lot of parallels to 1860, you know, and what I mean is the South really seceded uh, from the country when Lincoln was elected because they knew there wasn't a chance in hell of ever putting together an electro- electoral college win with the way things were, even with three parties running for president. And I, th- I think you're seeing the same thing here. The, the Republican Party has just marginalized itself beyond belief. They can't get the numbers. And that's why they want to screw around with the Electoral College, because, you know, the demographics are just completely against them. So, yeah, I mean, you know, 
Hello? We're listening. Did we, we lost him. Yeah, we lost him. Yeah, there goes that uh, surveillance stuff. <laughs> Cutting loose the free speech. Brother Matt, maybe you try to get him back up on the thing. Uh, yeah, so I'm wondering, though, if these are really bad days. I, I, I can't see us being less emotional in the old days. We went to war with each other. Mm. In the, I, I, the good old days, I can't really uh, envision so much. I mean, things are different on the technology level. And we don't have that huge issue of slavery anymore, but it seems the country's uh, divided 50, up. 50 50 on uh, opinions and votes. Yeah, that's Red what I mean. And blue, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, which is funny because he brought the man up, uh, Mr. Obama. He seems to do a lot of the stuff that's supposedly the, quote, other side. Wants done. Mm-hmm. It's just not their guy, or something. I don't. I, I mean, if you added up a lot of the facts, are you trying again? Yeah. But uh, I guess everybody can make up their own mind about this. These kind of things. This is not online. He's not online. Maybe he had to reboot or something like that. Uh, Brother Matt, you know what? We have the best uh, remedy for a holding pattern. It's your spin cycle. Very cool. Here we go. We live in a political world. Icicles hanging down. Wedding bells ring and angels sing and clouds cover up the ground. We live in a political world. 
responsibility. You can face the responsibility, which may not be easy, but it's a lot easier for us than people in almost all the world. 
Or you can shirk the responsibility, in which case uh, you're leaving the future to be determined by forces that are anything but benign.
Newer, older, doesn't need us. Call for peace. Better heaters, dictators, human haters. Hand on the palm, masturbators. Finger on the button, infiltrators. Make love, fuck, war, peace will save us. Come on, put your hands in the air, y'all. by this record but you are now embarked upon a journey that must certainly lead you to change your life forever if you were never a special person you are a special person now hello seeker now don't feel alone here in the new age because there's a seeker born every minute
Now over there in Managua Square With America made bombs falling everywhere Kill women and children and animals too These bombs are made by people like me and you And we're told that we hold a big stick over them But I know Uncle Sam supports a fascist regime that doesn't represent the people over there. And we learn and believe there is justice for us all. And we lie to ourselves with a big stick up our ass. Now if we stand and yell it out, that war isn't what we're all about. Someone will hear and bring us back to get the peace train back on. and inspiration all this historical motivation. political talk I figured uh, we should dip into some political tunes there I figured D. Boone would definitely have something to say dig yeah, a minute man take on political and we got stuff. brother Don Dalton back yeah, on the Skype yeah we also had little uh, Moby <coughs> and Public Enemy because Moby's Warren's neighbor um, Warren Jason's with us and Susan so oh, yeah. I figured we'd play some of the neighborhood yeah. neighborhood tunes there they had something to say the Hollywood hood and the <laughs> Bedro hood <laughs> so um, <laughs> somebody's hood I got my hoodie on I even had some uh, powwow dubstep uh, that uh, Talia and Sarah turned us on the to Red the Tribe Red Tribe in there yeah I figured they nice. had some political yeah. stuff to say Talia's way into that um, just a second, no. Yeah, sure. So, um, continuing on, uh, we went from the, this discussion about what is history to uh, the current state of affairs, I guess, especially regarding the last election. Yeah. And, uh, let's see. You say this, uh, the party that lost is ruined, but don't they control the House? 
They do just because of the way the state legislatures have gerrymandered the congressional districts. I, I you know, it's artificial as all hell. They still don't have the numbers, but it'll take, you know, it takes another census, another 10 years before the legislatures can redistrict. I'll tell you right here, my congressman lived three, three blocks away, okay? Yeah. I'm not in his district anymore. Those bastards have put him down into southern Utah. Okay. And they do that because Salt Lake County is pretty democratic, right? So they split the hell out of it. But my congressman's three blocks away, and he's in a different district. But that's that's why the Republicans still control the House. Uh, and they may for a while, but they won't get the Senate, and they're sure as hell not going to get the presidency. Uh, so, but it, is a one-party state that good? I mean, is it good to have another? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny, man, because, you know, we've talked about it, and, and it was, it was you, you may remember this. I know you do because you remember everything, but you guys played Salt Lake on the 2000 election yeah. with Jay. Remember that? Well, I was playing bass for Jay Maskus in the fog, right. And I remember Jay looks to me and he says, how could you live here? Because it's such a red state. And what? I remember exactly what Mike said. He said, hey, sometimes, you know, you gotta you got to oppose it. You got to stand in the in the way of it because that's what the Minutemen did when they came out in 1980. Um, Utah is about as Republican a state as you're going to find. And what what gets kind of weird and hysterical is they get so conservative they almost become liberal to where the ACLU is on their side because they've gone so completely whack job to the right. I, I think weirdly enough, eventually you you make a full circle with this stuff. Um, it's not a good thing, but the Republicans beat each other up and basically create some opportunity. So I don't know. Um, but but the way things are right now remind me very much of like eight, not 1860. The Republican Party's not, not going to put together enough electoral votes to win that election. And they're going to make it worse next time, I think. I think that, yeah, but the party of the South was the Democrat. Isn't that amazing how that switched over with <laughs> Richard Nixon, right? His, his Southern strategy worked very well. I was just watching a documentary the other day that said that Utah has the least porn in the nation. So yeah. it kind of feeds right away. <laughs> Is that talking right? About. Yeah. Mormons well, like porn. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I, 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 God, I guess that's something to be proud of. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there room for other parties? Uh, not here there's not. You mean nationwide or, or yeah. just in Utah? Anywhere. You know, I, I keep thinking that the third party idea, you know, I, I, what I don't understand, frankly, is why some smart people like us here don't say, we don't like either of these two parties, we're going to form our own, draw from both of them, and we'll create a majority. Because, you know, I one, one guy I read a lot of, Larry Sabato from the University of Virginia, he says 70% of America is, 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 you know, together on things, it's the 15% on either end. That, that are not. So why can't they form that party? And, and I think I know the answer. Um, I actually got to talk to Francis Fukuyama, the, the guy who wrote The End of the History. End of History, right. He's, got a, he's, he's terrific. And you he know what disavows he the neocons now. That, that, yeah, the neocons, they, they don't like him. Um, he doesn't like them either, I don't think. No, he doesn't. He, he parted company with them some time ago. But what he said to me was that it's institutions that parties really matter. You can't affect change without them. This is why he said the Arab Spring failed. 
or why Occupy Wall Street fails, because they don't set up parties and institutions and schools and hospitals and, and things that people need. And this is why the Muslim Brotherhood is ruling Egypt right now. Exactly. And I, exactly. And I think he's right about that. Yep. I think the problem is who's got the money to create a third party, a real third party, to put people in office and to employ people and do all of that. And I think we're stuck for a while with the two we got, you know. It, it speaks to why Obama was so successful and people ignored the fact that his grassroots community organizing background was actually entirely relevant to his oh, ascension yeah. to the presidency. Definitely. Well, there was big money from that casino man. Didn't every one of his candidates lose? Yes, Sheldon yeah. Adelson. That's just just every one of them lost. About. It's a good way to end the second hour of the January 10th, 2013 yeah. edition. Waffle Pedro Show, time for hour three. January 10th, 2013, it's the third hour of the Waffle from Pedro Show.
thanks for the summer For Venus and Mars I knew our summer was over I couldn't let go I headed out to the wildlands To get her out of my soul She was a true Northern
It started quite naturally He bought a guitar He pulled the paper And reached for the stars He gathered some friends They laid down a beat And got locked away For a couple of weeks Let's make a record Let's start a band We'll play on Let's go on tour and meet lots of girls, a band of brothers, seeing the world.
We started the third hour off with Big Sur doing Old Blood and Wildlands by Joe Bouchard, incredible bass man for the Blue Oyster Cult in the old days. Solo album uh, where he played everything. Uh, The Manic Glow, It's All Right, something new from Jack, uh, TSOL. And let's start a band by the Clubber Lang Band. Hey, Johnny. 
the Judas Goat by Hounds of the Wild Hunt. Played with them up in Ballard. Tippets by Crew Crew featuring Incapacitants. <laughs> yeah, those guys are from Tokyo. I got to play with them once. Incredible band. And finally, Yellow Red Sparks with Four Steps and Corsets. I think they're from Orange County. Uh, uh, guest Don Dolph from Salt Lake City. Uh, hey there. <laughs> itching with uh, speaking of issues of the day of the moment uh, regarding uh, power and government and interpreting history uh, you've got something you want to talk about before you forget right yeah I, I gotta tell you it's kind of a flip side of what we've been talking about and it's something that I've been kind of putting together somewhat on my own but I gotta tell you it's trippy as all hell I, you, you know the science fiction writer Philip K. Dick right yeah well, he had kind of a schizophrenic episode or some weird psychotic episode in 1974, and he ended up writing out an 1,800-pages 1800 long hand. Vallis? Well, he starts ruminating about time and how, you know, there's the time we experience that we're experiencing right now as I watch the clock on this computer tick by. It's a time of change. It's a time of progress. It's a time of, you know moving ahead and kind of things, but he started having an experience of another time that he called hyperbolic or, or sort of uh, horizontal time that yeah. didn't move. It, it was outside of time, as it were, and it, and it was a place, he, in, his, in his experience, he saw the ideal forms of Plato, and it was a time of regeneration in a completely different way of looking at things, and it, it's funny because I... I I read that, and then it, I, my mind flashed to some part of the, uh, Pinchon's latest book that we've been talking about. I want to read this to you because it leads me to the question. Uh, this is uh, from uh, Against the Day, and the, the characters are in Venice, and they're, they're uh, basically this Brit who shows up very uh, disoriented. And you know, Pinchon allows that this guy may have stepped out of World War One back about ten years before the war started. And so, uh, anyway, he he asks these questions. Political space has its neutral ground, but does time? Um, let me see. Is there such a thing as neutral as the neutral hour, one that goes neither forward nor back? Is that too much to hope? Well. You know what, what? What? What that? What that led me to was something that that you know people talk about called the politics of time. And I and I, I had told you I stumbled on a book uh, from about five years ago from some British philosopher who I mean what what we're talking about is that the way that time normally gets cataloged is is meant to justify eras of dynasties and things like that, and it really is counter to human interest and. So I, I got to ask you, where did you guys cut? Where, you know, Politics of Time was your song, wasn't it? Yeah, I wrote it. Well, where'd you get that from? That, that's got the line we jammy Cano. That's right. Well, where'd you get the title of the song? I'm, I'm, I'm because uh, Minuteman was. Uh, by that time, we had really embraced the wire idea of using tiny format. Wow. It's, it's a formatting thing. It's like we were going to try to 
find our own voice through this kind of uh, strictness. I, uh, for, I don't know. I always had this kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a stumble bum idea of politics is just being power. Yes. You know, there's just power and how it's dealt with. So when you're a composer or whatever, you're a songwriter in the band, uh, that can be a dictum. You know, how (laughs) long the tune's going to be. Yeah. They're going to be little ones. Uh, You know, the idea of, you know, dreaming by committee. Versus, you know, the the reality of, which I think is altruistic, inherent in an ensemble, you're trying to get a conversation, hopefully an interesting one. It's not a one-man job. That's why it's called ensemble. But on the other hand, you know, it's like uh, sculling, you know, and you got a coxswain. Right. You guys got this cat skull. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, Miniman was kind of severe in some of our formula, like this little format. We were kind of insistent insistent upon it, like we were going to put all our musical thoughts and ideas into this. Even if we found a good riff, it wasn't going to last too long. It was, uh, well, let me tell you, I don't know, I think we were severe that way, I can speak for myself, but uh, the the taint of learning from the Blue Oyster Cult and the T-Rex and the Creedence Records, Mm -hmm. and we were trying to purge ourselves, we saw something really special about these guys who were learning right in front of people and not tainted by copying songs, and somehow Mm -hmm. we, we tried to unring the bell. By using these severe kind of things, so this this is what we did. Uh, yeah, it's almost a format thing. You know, well, it wasn't a, a stylistic genre so much, because you know about Minuteman, we pulled in all kinds of that stuff, but we we forced it into the same little cupcake molds, you know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was a bad thing. You know, Jamaicano. That's it. it Was kind of that was an expression of that thing too. If you limit yourself to only so much to work with, maybe uh, you can maybe do a better job, or at least at least try to find out uh, what's more about you. Hmm. That's you know part of the Minutemen idea about making music was trying to find out what kind of music were we made of, because we come from copying records. You know, we came from a different place than some other people we admired, like the Urinals or the Dills right. or something like this. These are the germs, bands we were watching. Uh, and so, you know, who knows what the reality of it was, but that's the way we felt. And, that, and uh, so we made it a political... So there was a lot of things political with the Minutemen in their music. Uh, D. Boone, the trebly little guitar and making the drums and bass come up, he wanted... That to be an expression of uh, some kind of uh, political decision. That things should be shared, not so much hierarchy. Yeah, so I got in on it. 
Of course, you say hyperbole. Hyperbolic. Hyperbolic, but there's hyperbole. And I use a lot of hyperbole in that song. I say time Nazis and shit. There you go. We're on and off Hitlers. You know, I was learning from looking at my friend Raymond's artworks because he likes this kind of thing. What you can do in the art world, you can do absurdities. Subtlety is overrated. Yeah, wait. <laughs> it was not my subtle years, for sure. <laughs> well, well, dude, that's, you're, I think you're that's one of the only tunes I, I ended up doing, even though it had a hard bass line. Yeah. Here, let's hear some more music. Thank you. 
by guests like cotton candy, plastic handbags, alcohol. Girls like us sometimes ignore people on the street, even though they're people we know. Girls like us take breaks at Wendy's, and girls like us get bitter jazz. Girls like us have no foundations, creation, this is the
ticket from a family duel Giving you a ticket from a family duel Ticket to ride my family duel A ticket to ride these family duels Thank you. 
last bunch of music, you just heard The Reason We Do Things We Do by Sigodi. Ahead of that, we had Why Sink Baranga Bitter Uku Styla <laughs> from Sea Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Ahead of that was Pressure from GFR. Family Jewels from the Mau Mau's in front of that. Uh, Girls Like Us. Uh, that's got uh, Vaginal Cream Davis on the vocals with uh, Julie Ruin. And something new from her. With Kathleen Anna, by the way. Ahead of that was Life of Cicada by Kenko. I know you'd be interested in that, Don, the Life of yeah. Cicada. And then over there they call them semis. Man, they are intense. You've never heard a loud song. Bugs. <laughs> yeah, woo. Wow. And we started it all off with Mr. Shimmy doing Fog. Uh, we're at the end of the January 10th, 2013 edition of Waffle Beat. Uh, our big guest, Don Dalt from Salt Lake City, giving us some uh, food for thought to munch our brains on. And, uh, yeah, very cool. Yeah, Brother Matt. Was very happy in having him aboard. Yeah, we got to have you in person. Too. Now, he's coming Sunday to record, but we got to have him over uh, and do a show in person. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, you're in the shadows there on the Skype screen, and then we lost you for a little while. But I want to yeah. thank you so much for bringing uh, your mind, your ideas, and your uh, enthusiasm to the show. Very welcome. Uh, your buddies, Brother Matt, we didn't get a lot to talk with them. Yeah, nice having you guys down here, though. <laughs> Susan and Warren <laughs> came yeah. down to hang out, so thank you very so cool. Much. What an interesting afternoon. Yeah, nice to it's have been you been January yeah, 10th. And thanks to Eric and Joe for those shipments. Oh, yes, of course. January 10th edition of the Waffle Pedro Show. Oh, 2013, I should yes. say. Uh, next week, next week I think Big Nick's got a new band. Oh, He's oh. going to come aboard. Cool. Uh, so everybody, keep your powder dry. Yeah.